Hey guys, welcome back to another show on Magic Mike. Now, today in the virtual studio, we have Robert Heaton. Welcome to my show, Robert. Hey, it's great to be here, Bharath. Robert, could you tell us more about your show? Well, um, we've essentially got two podcasts that I record regularly. Uh, one is a personal podcast with a friend of mine, and it's called M&A War Stories. <laughs> and it's a podcast about... Uh, War stories involved in mergers and acquisitions, some of the problems that arise and some of the issues and challenges. And then I do another one, which is called Chronicles of M&A Integration. And that's specifically for my uh, business. I'm part of a global network of M&A advisors called Global PMI Partners. And that second podcast is specifically for that business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in terms of recording the setups, you know, we had a prior call to this and we were having really a wonderful conversation about the setups and the mics and setup and all that. Could you tell us what was your first mic setup like and what is the setup you're using right uh, now? So when I, when I first started, and the first thing I've got to say is we did the initial podcast. It was a friend of mine having a discussion just like this. And we joked and we said, hey, we should have pressed record. That could have been a podcast. <laughs> and from that, we both sort of went, okay, why don't we just try it and see how it goes? So the personal podcast, M&A War Stories, is just it's for fun. Uh, it's a colleague, my friend and I, uh, were both involved in mergers and acquisitions, and that was the, the emphasis for it. Now, like a lot of people, I have no experience in podcasting. But everybody that you saw doing a podcast had this really fancy-looking microphone on the desk, you know, or, or on a boom arm. And I thought, I've got to have one of those, you know. <laughs> so I went out and bought one. And uh, I'm still on my desk here. It's a telescopic arm. Uh, let me just have a look what mic it is. I, I can't really see. It's uh, Maona. No, it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it's, it's a classic podcasting mic mm -hmm. um, and bought for all those reasons. And it's got the usual screen filter in front of it for, and all that sort of thing. But quite honestly, um, it gets in the way. And we, still, we found that early on, we were still picking up background echo from the room. And so uh, about probably six months ago now, I switched to... Jabra headset, which is what I'm using now. Mm -hmm. um, and Jabra is actually a client of mine, <laughs> which is why I've got a Jabra headset. Uh, but I've got to say that the sound quality that I'm getting with those, the background noise cancellation is, is really, really good. Now, I'll just emphasize, you know, I am not by any stretch of the imagination, a professional podcaster, <laughs> right? So that's what I do. And this, this particular headphone is cord connected, mm -hmm. right? And I found that easier than using it. It can operate Bluetooth, but I found sometimes with Bluetooth, I get a bit of delay or distortion. Ah. So, so I've just got it plugged straight into my desktop. And, you know, so far, it's, uh, it's doing a great job. Wonderful. And how do you record your podcast? You know, what software do you use or do you do it in person? Uh, no, we do it. Uh, so I'm based in Melbourne in Australia. 
And my friend that I record with is in Sydney. So that's an hour's flight away. Mm. Um, and so we record using Zoom. Gotcha. And why particularly Zoom? As a business, we use two mediums. We use Zoom and we use Microsoft Teams. Um, I've just found Zoom to be a more superior recording than Microsoft Teams. Uh, it's also more intuitive. It's easier to use. Um, and, you know, as I say, my friend that I record with on a weekly basis is in Sydney. On the Global PMI Partners podcast, M&A Chronicles of M&A Integration, I actually record with people globally. Um, so I've just done two. One was with a colleague of mine who is based in uh, the US, mm. in Chicago. Uh, and the one prior to that was with another colleague of mine who's actually based in Stockholm in Sweden. Mm -hmm. uh, so, But yeah, Zoom has been, again... But I've got to say, again, I'm, I'm not a professional on this. I'm sure yeah. there's loads of software out there people can use. I use Zoom anyway. And for what I need, it's, it, it provides an adequate result. What, what I will say is, though, that I use some post-recording editing software as well. Okay. And, and what software is that? So I use a software called Descript. Okay. And what that does is it actually takes the recording and translates it directly into script, into text. <laughs> uh, and so I use that to cut out all the ums and the ahs and to make a few corrections and things like shortened word gaps and so on. Mm -hmm. And then I take that file and I put it into GarageBand on my Mac, right? And I use that to balance out the voice tracks and add music to it and do a few other things. And again, that's only because I've actually got those softwares resi resident on my desktop mm -hmm. um, and they're doing a, a, a fine job so far. Gotcha. I'm sure there's people out there going, no, 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 you don't have to. <laughs> there's a piece of software that does that all in one piece. But, you know, for me, uh, I've got used to that. It's quick, mm. it's easy, uh, and it solves the problem. I mean, it it, I, it goes back to what you say. It solves the problem for you. It's it's yes. what makes it easy for you, what makes it easy for you to produce consistently. So I think keeping that in mind as well. So what works for you? If it doesn't break, don't change it. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. And interesting, Descript, because Descript is actually really a power tool. I, 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 would, I would label Descript as a power tool. How did yeah. you discover Descript? Um, simply through talking to one of my colleagues in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he mentioned it one day and I thought, oh, I'll go and have a look at that. And um took a look at it, used it once, and it's like, whoa, this is great. I can, you know, edit text like a Word document and change the voice file simultaneously mm -hmm. uh, and get rid of all the ums and ahs and everything else and the coughs and the splutters and the gaps and the pauses. And it, it just worked 
beautifully for me. I will say for anyone listening, I found the script to be resource hungry. Um, now, I because of COVID, my wife works from home part uh, part of the week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she's often on um, conference calls, video conference calls. Right? If I have the script open and I'm using it to edit at the same time she's on a conference call, our uh, web performance drops considerably, right? Yeah. And, and she starts having problems with her conference call. The minute I close the script, perfect. <laughs> so it is, it is resource heavy. It is, it is. I mean, yeah, it's to me, I, I, like I said, it's a super app. It's a powerful app. But then again, it takes up a lot of that RAM space and it takes up a lot of that bandwidth. That, that, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, yep. that's, that's the only but downside, it, I would say. But, but again, you know, there'll be people out there going, oh, there's, there's you know, a dozen different tools you can use that are much better than that. Mm. And, and I don't know what they are. The uh, script was suggested to me. I looked at it. It did what it wanted, what I wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I use, and I've got used to it, so I can edit very quickly with it. Um, and yeah, the downside is it takes a lot of bandwidth and RAM time. But I but, think that's it, it's okay. It, it does the job uh, for you. <laughs> well, I, I would say that on a typical podcast episode, the actual Descript editing piece, if that's taking me longer than fifteen minutes, it's too long. Right. 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 And in 15 minutes, I've done all I need to do, wow. and I'm ready to drop it straight into GarageBand. Right. I mean, that's, that's straightforward. That's like very straightforward in that sense. Yeah. 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 I, I guess so. Yeah. So, Robert, in, in terms of, you know, the um, audience side of things, you know, promoting your show. Yeah. How do you promote your shows? Uh well, we're using um, uh, now. What do we use? We've, we've got Buzzsprout, which is where we host uh, publish our podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got those linked to all the usuals: Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, so on, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got that. Generally speaking, because our audience are mergers and acquisitions professionals, then what we will do is we will. Uh, in fact, this is our process. So between myself and my colleague, we write a one-page script of the story we're going to talk about. Right. We then record it. When the recording's been edited and approved, we then expand that script into a readable document, publishable document. We then <clears throat> publish that on a LinkedIn page. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple of other mediums that we use. Uh, Again, we're doing this because we enjoy doing it. We're not looking to monetize this. We're not looking to have, you know, Mm 10,000 followers or anything of that nature. It's just a way of putting our thoughts and our experience out there, hopefully Mm -hmm. getting noticed by people, and we are. Um, But we're we're not particularly doing this for a, Sorry, commercial venture. Got it, got it. Um, and and you know, 
in in terms of you know audience how how do you get your audience involved with the podcast that you produce um generally speaking through linkedin so people most of the audience that i would engage with professional audience will be on linkedin right gotcha. and as we started doing this every week you know we've we've had people constantly coming on and going hey i really enjoyed that you know you guys are naturals at it and mm-hmm. uh, yeah that was a good topic and here's some more comments um you know we openly during our podcast say to people hey you know if you've got any other thoughts and comments drop us a note on linkedin mm-hmm. and again i'll go back to emphasizing that we're not uh doing this for uh, professional purposes or for a commercial venture we're just doing it because we enjoy doing it and we're doing it to get some marketing content out there wonderful and and hey robert uh, I, i see you know the mna war stories your 46 episode into that and the chronicles of uh, mna integrations you are 16 yep. episodes into that yep i'm pretty sure there have been challenges over the 62 episodes that you have done um what has been the biggest challenge for you uh i think the challenges early on was just getting into the regular flow mm. and recognizing that just being natural in it was the best way to do it not try to uh be something that you're not mm-hmm. um so we as i say my myself and my friend in sydney uh we have these conversations all the time anyway so the only difference is this one's being recorded for a podcast when we do our weekly podcast uh but he and i would have phone conversations during the week on mm. these sort of topics anyway um the other challenge i think was making sure that we got sufficient bandwidth uh i've got really good bandwidth where i am here in Melbourne my mm-hmm. colleague in Sydney at the time didn't and so we'd often get a recording done and then found out that you know it was missing half of the words in parts because the uh, the you know the bandwidth had dropped out right right of course you can't you can't correct that you've just got to go back and re-record now now he's he's now got adequate bandwidth Uh, and I've got to say going back to your initial question by the way you know I've answered from your point of view what I use he's a techno freak right, right? so like you know uh, almost every second week he'll come on he'll go hey I I found some research and there's this new microphone that does this is I've ordered one <laughs> and he's, I think he's now on microphone number 4 or 5 nice. <laughs> and he's got about five pairs of headsets and and what's funny about it is that whenever we 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 record our podcast at the same time every week as soon as i connect with him i can guarantee he comes online and he either can't get his headphones connected properly or he hasn't got his microphone working properly or something else <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean it's a new mic or something it's it's i mean being oh. a, Well, I I simplicity is the key from my point of view, but mm-hmm. you know, I accept that not everybody's like that. Toby likes playing with all the new toys that are out there. 
Um, but of course, you know, he'll he'll buy a new toy. He's he's it's arrived in a package yesterday. He's plugged it in. He probably hasn't downloaded all the drivers yet. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, we're ready for a podcast, and he's going, "Why won't this microphone work? What's the problem?" <laughs> okay, that's just that's just people's little idiosyncrasies, you know. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a weird. It's like you know, I, I'm a I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm, I'm a, I would say a mic nerd. I would say. I yeah. love my mics, you know. I love the USB mics. I'm I'm very particular about microphones and you know sound sounding good in that sense. So I completely understand where Toby comes from when he you know buys the microphone <laughs> yeah. and like it's well, it's like a new toy. It's exciting. <laughs> well, back in my career, uh, I I worked for SAP, the big global tech company, mm-hmm. and at corporate headquarters we had our own full blown TV studio. Nice. And we'd often put uh, executives in there to do programs and things like that. The guy that was in charge of that, the sound engineer, was another absolute nutcase, right? (laughs) And he would he would sit down and want you to do a a a mic test. You know, you got one, two, three, four testing. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Um, Hang on a minute. I just need to change that mic over. I'll swap it for one of these. You know, and then test again and it, sometimes it could take an hour and a half just to get ready wow. while he was messing about with faders and sound balance and microphones and but again he was a nut for it <laughs> you know he was a yeah, perfectionist yeah, yeah. he was an absolute perfectionist I mean end of the day the sound engineer's job is to make you sound good <laughs> that's one I, thing <laughs> My very first experience with this guy was we used to do a very large conference uh, and we used to walk in and uh, all there'd be was in a massive, great hall, right? Which we then had to build out with stage and everything else. And first experience of him was we walked in this hall. I was walking up and down it, looking at it in terms of size and where the mm-hmm. data points were on the floor. And he was walking up and down, basically shouting a number of voices and and uh, sentences. And I'm like, "What on earth are you doing?" And he mm-hmm. said, "I'm I'm listening for the room or uh, audio, the reveal. Yeah. yeah, that's actually- yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm I'm thinking about where to where where's the best place to hang speakers? Where's our best mm-hmm. place to put repeaters in? You know, we're going to have two thousand people in here. I'm going to need." Uh, repeaters for the sound travel to the back of the audience as well as the front, mm-hmm. and that's that's how he did it. And there you go. But he was a professional at what he did, and uh, as you say, that was his job. That's dedication. So you, so you would hope people would take that seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for me, this is fun, and, <laughs> uh, and I think we do reasonably well with the quality mm-hmm. that we've achieved. Yeah, that's very interesting. Like you know how sound engineers work in that sense. You know how you geek out. That's a proper word. You geek out for audio equipment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, um, um, you know, Robert, I, I want to ask you this: Clubhouse. I know this came out. People have their opinions on it. It has made money. You know, it's got users on it. What are your thoughts on the uh, application? On Clubhouse, yeah, I'm not sure I even know it. 
<laughs> I, I be honest, I don't know anything about Clubhouse. No audio room no. and everything. No, I don't. Oh, okay. No, I'm, I've never even. I've, I've got to explore that after this uh, podcast. But no, I really don't know it. No issues. What, what, it, what is it? Tell me. So Clubhouse is like a, so basically audio rooms. Audio rooms are like a thing now where. You sort of like can just go in there, and you can just sort of um, you know have a discussion in that sense. Uh, it's equivalent to a podcast, but it's equivalent to a webinar, but just audio format. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Clubhouse is it's it's an um, right now I think only available on iOS applications. So you can actually check it out. It's pretty interesting. Um, you know they have specific niche rooms. You can sort of like go in and sort of just have a chat. You know, share your thoughts, listen to the people. It's, okay. it's pretty interesting, yeah. It's like a community then, an yeah. online community. Got yes, it. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. So yep. it's 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 audio rooms, and I at Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter Spaces. You know, they're they're all coming out with this audio room because there's this huge shift in audio, especially oh. in the last two years. Yeah. Well, you know, if I think back to pre-COVID, right. Uh, yeah, I use Zoom regularly. It was part of what I did because I worked internationally. My wife, on the on the other hand, went to work in a corporate office every day. Mm-hmm. Since COVID, she's become much more uh, used to working from home, using video conference more frequently. Mm. She's bought professional headphones that she uses mm. as part of her job, and it's become the norm. Yeah. Right. So, so we went from people that were using it because they wanted to use it to suddenly a massive boom in people that had to use it because that's how they started to communicate with their fellow workers remotely. Yep. And and it's it's just taken off like no tomorrow. And as you say, that's created probably the impetus for all of these things like Clubhouse and various other uh, audio rooms. Exactly, um, exactly. And, and generally speaking, I like the idea. Yeah. Um, it gives you a global accessibility mm-hmm. to, to people right? exactly. and conversations. Um, if I, I'm just going to put one thing in context here that's, that, that I've, I've found amazing. Um, in my career, before long before I did this podcasting stuff, um, I was traveling every day. I was on a plane flying internationally around the world. I would be in the US one week. I'd be in Europe the next week. I'd be in China the week after that. And I would leave home from Australia and there'd be a, a really intense news item on the TV. And I'd arrive at my destination and sit in my hotel room and I'm going, where's the reporting on this news item? Why isn't it being shown? Right. Right? And you suddenly realize that the media have different views on things in different geographies. Mm -hmm. And what translating that into podcasts and the online world of, of things like audio rooms that's what you can tap into. You can tap into people's perception of things because they're coming at it not just from a professional point of view, but also from how their local geography and their local politics impact that topic. Mm-hmm. And you will often get very different responses 
to questions when you do that. And I, I, I enjoy that because it's, it's a learning curve. Wonderful, Robert. This has been amazing, you know. It's been a good 20 minutes. It's, it's really insightful and, you know, interesting to how you actually um, sort of like find simplicity in the way you do your podcasting, even with editing as well. Um, 15 minutes for the script. Anything more than that, it's not, it's, it's, you know, there's something not right there. You know, that, to me, that's like a key takeaway. Keep it simple. Keep it processed. Yeah, that would be my view and, and, and have fun doing it. Exactly. The, exactly. the, minute, it, the minute it becomes a task that you think, oh God, I've got to go and do that again. Right. You, you've, you've lost it. Yeah. Um, it's got to be something that's, that's fun and you enjoy doing. And what I would say to anybody out there thinking of it, most people that have been through any, any part of a career will have hundreds of stories. What's that phrase? Everybody's got a book in them, mm -hmm. right? And people have got hundreds of experiences and stories, and I talk about them. Use a podcast to, you know, communicate amongst people with similar interests mm -hmm. it, it's it's definitely um it's good fun wonderful wonderful robert as a final question i ask this to all podcasters right what did you have for breakfast this morning what did i have for breakfast i had um uh, actually some uh, avocado on toast with onsen eggs wonderful yeah awesome and, and Thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, my, Robert. But my favorite breakfast is two. One is uh, just simple dosa with some uh, chutneys and, uh, you know, uh, typical Indian type breakfast. And the other one that I enjoy a lot is the classic Japanese breakfast. A little bit of salmon, some rice, you know. That's amazing. That's amazing. Robert, yeah. this has been really insightful and I hope you really had a great time on Magic Mike as well. Thank you for uh, coming absolutely. on Magic. It's been a pleasure, mate. And uh, good luck with other podcasts as well. I hope it go well. Wonderful.